Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with Mike Flanders, your financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation, serving the Carolinas, and Mike can be found online and his whole team at spcinvesting.com, that is spcinvesting.com. Anytime throughout the podcast, if you have some questions or need some help, jot down this number and let them know, 336-668-4338, that's 336-668-4338, you can always share this podcast on iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, and various other outlets. And Mike, welcome in. Thank you for having me on the podcast. How are you? Hi, Mark. I am doing just great, and I really appreciate you being a host here today and helping me out with this. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk a little bit about the world of investing, finance, retirement, all that good stuff. It goes right there in the title, right? Strategic planning. So uh, we're going we're gonna to cover some good stuff. So let's kick this podcast off with a, a news topic that I saw uh, a little bit ago, but I think it's still kind of interesting. I wanted to get your take on it. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but Jamie Dimon, maybe, the CEO yes. of J.P. Morgan. Okay, I got that right. Yeah. He recently said uh, that the next major recession in the country, he feels, is going to be related to the student loan debt problem we've got. Now, currently, mm-hmm. it's around the time of this podcast, it's around $1.5 trillion in debt, student loan debt, second only to mortgage debt. How do you advise your clients, Mike, in, in handling the college situation when it comes to their, their kids or grandkids, if that's something that they're doing in their financial plans? Oh, that's a great question, Mark. Yeah, I have had four children go through college and oh, have grandchildren okay. that aren't there yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the things we did with our kids is, number one, we just said, we're not going to use student loans. Oh, uh, right, so. Right. That'd be the first piece of advice I'd give someone that's looking forward to when their kids are going to get in school. Now, obviously, some people have already been in school. Their kids have been in school. They've got the debt, and that's another topic. But to um, avoid the debt, if at all possible, one of the things we did with our kids was we we told them, you got to have some skin in the game. Because I've seen in my life and in my kids' lives and just about everybody on earth, that if you don't have anything in it, if you're just handed something, it doesn't mean as much to you as if you have some blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, really thing. great point there. Yeah. Yeah. So we always told them, you know, you get a scholarship that will help pay for some years and we'll participate on the balance. You get a scholarship. I think it's also a good idea that you get a job and you work some while you're in school to help pay for some things. And so we would with each child, they're different and uh, what their motivations are and so forth. In fact, one of our kids, we actually um, had that child pull out of school for a semester and go to work to get serious about life and, hey, <laughs> and said, that. you can go back to school whenever you want. Yeah. You just got to pay for it. So it, it was good for her. And she ended up straight A and out the rest of the way. She had oh, messed fantastic. around. Yeah. So I think having having uh, that participation with the child really helps. And, you know, I think that we just need to have the mindset that we just don't assume that we're going to do student loans. Quite frankly, if, if the money's not there and for us, it, it wasn't there. We hadn't saved a batch of money when it was time for the first one to go to school. Right. Um, and so we just cash flowed it with them and. But if it's not there, if it's not a possibility, maybe it's not time to go to college. Maybe it's time for the kid to get a job and work a little bit and and then go to college once they've got the money together, along with what their parents can do to help participate with them. And 
I think um, some of the education that's going on today is way overrated and is a waste of time and doesn't really prepare you for working. I don't know how many times I see people say things like, well, I had got out of school with my journalism degree and realized I couldn't make enough money to pay right. my student debt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. And, and to your point about if it's just not there, it's not there uh, because what's happening a lot, too, is pre-retirees in a lot of places, they're sacrificing their retirement to help the kids mm. with college. And all yep. you're doing is creating a pretty vicious cycle to where now you may need them in your later years and exactly. hopefully they're up on their feet. But what if they're not? Right. 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 It's a real dangerous uh, tack to take. Yeah, I agree with absolutely. that. Absolutely. So do you kind of agree with uh, Mr. Diamond there? Do you think that could be the next cause of something moving forward or still a little too early to tell? Yeah, it could be. I think there's a lot going on that could mitigate that. For instance, online schools. I mean, obviously, there's still a lot of money getting thrown at it by third-party payers. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the administrators and all, they're it's way too heavy in the schools, not enough in teaching people. Um, so, I mean, there's got to be something that happens there that's going to shake things up. Well. Is it a, a wholesale recession or is it you know, just that the money dries up and yeah. things change. Well, you know, the best thing though is make sure that you're planning. So if you are yep. looking to help the kids or the grandkids, you got to have those conversations with your financial advisor and make sure that you are planning appropriately because, you know, to Mike's point, if it's not there, it's not there. You can't just, you know, manufacture it out of thin air or you could get yourself into some trouble. So that's kind right. of our topic to kick off the podcast here this week. Um, just wanted to discuss the, from time to time, we'll do different news topics and things like that to kind of get us rolling. But let's jump into our main topic for the show here this week. Mike, let me ask you a question. you got a, uh, a junk drawer at home. Oh, boy, do I. <laughs> or just more, more, more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we all got a junk drawer, right? My, my wife drives me insane with our junk drawer. I mean, it's got everything under the sun in this thing. And, I think uh, I drive my wife crazy with mine. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. So look, everybody's got one, so everybody can kind of yep. relate to this. So I thought it might be kind of a fun analogy to think about our junk drawer and turn this into the financial junk drawer and talk mm-hmm. about some of the stuff that kind of, you know, I don't know, collects dust in there, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you think about your regular junk drawer, you've got rubber bands and clothespins and highlighters and glue sticks and maybe stuff you haven't even used in forever in a day. And so in your financial junk drawer, let's see if we can talk about a few categories that maybe we could find a better use for them, uh, you know, and get them out of that financial junk drawer, or at least dust them off. And we'll kick it off with an insurance policy, like especially an old life insurance policy. I imagine you see that quite often where people have one that they've had forever and, uh, and just, you know, it's just kind of sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm wondering, Mark, just for you bringing this topic up here today, if you've been in my house this week, because I was cleaning <laughs> out a junk drawer this week. And you know, it's funny. <laughs> I put some things uh, in other places like tool chests where right. it probably needs to go and threw a lot of stuff out and all that kind of thing. If and you tell me there's a life insurance policy, I'm going to crack up. Yeah, no, there wasn't a life okay. insurance policy in there, so I just <laughs> I'll save you there. Okay, good. But yeah, I um, meet with folks, and, and a lot of times they will have um, old policies, and they really don't know what they are. A lot of times, I'll just ask people to tell me what they think they have, and then we'll go rummage through and find it, and it's often not what they thought, and certainly not the beneficiaries they thought, and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's, it's probably going to cause more of a problem at the point where they pass, then maybe it solves the issue that it was intended to do. But yeah, maybe making everything. some adjustments to that, right? Taking a look at it to your point yeah. and seeing if there's yeah. some things that can be better utilized. 
Exactly. And sometimes, you know, they're paying premiums on it. Sometimes it's paid up. You know, there's all kinds of circumstances. And it just may be that you've gotten an old whole life policy. And that's the typical thing. And it's got so much cash in it that there's no reason to continue to put money into it. In fact, you might even be better off cashing it out and investing the money. And with the amount of premium you put in, you're probably not going to have any gain in it or very little. Mm-hmm, right. Um, so there, there are all kinds of things. But the main thing is don't assume that one size fits all. You got to pull it out. You got to look at the circumstances surrounding it and what your circumstances are now. Now, that's a good point. Yeah, informed decision. And the thing with life insurance, too, depending on situations, everybody's different, but you might mm-hmm. be able to get better rates and better coverage now than maybe when you first put that thing in there, depending on health and all those kinds of things. But certainly worth possibly. having that conversation, right? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And, um, and definitely worth having the conversation. You know, one other thing that often I'll find is that if it's a substantial amount of coverage that somebody's had for mm-hmm. a while and and they've done what they should be doing, which they've been saving and investing their money, and they basically have worked them out of the out of a need for the insurance policy anymore. Is if it's over certain amounts, they can actually potentially sell the policy for more than what the cash value is. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's some opportunities there that may be lying in a drawer that you don't even know exists. It's That's sort of like right. Finding an old rare coin, you know, that you've got from your granddaddy and. Had no idea. (laughs) That's a good point. Well, we're talking about the financial junk drawer and some things you might want to dust off in there and and an old life insurance policy, a great place to think about. Something else you might find in there, Mike, is along the same lines, maybe there is an outdated will or an Mm -hmm. estate plan, especially for people who have already hit retirement and they just, you know, they haven't thought about it in years. Yeah, I work with a couple of attorneys within my firm and this is something that we find a lot of. Wills that were drawn 10, 20, 30 years ago and haven't been looked at, haven't been updated. In fact, that's a a real thing that we're trying to emphasize that people need to stay on top of that, not weekly, monthly, annually or whatever, but periodically, every couple of years at the least, because things change. Your kids, your grandkids, they get married, they move away, they get jobs, they don't get jobs, they have all kinds of things happen. And what you intended to occur with your assets at that point, it could have changed. And so it needs to be reviewed and the estate tax laws and how estates get passed has changed dramatically, both on the federal and on state levels over the years. And that needs to be reviewed. So yeah, definitely something that needs to be pulled out and uh, worked on. Well, I think that we can all relate to the junk drawer, having some stuff in there. That's what we're talking about here on the podcast. This is Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders of Strategic Planning Corporation, serving the Carolinas. And I've got a couple more here I want to cover if we can. We'll see how we do on the time on the podcast. Now, this one might be, you know, this junk drawer might be old and, and outdated and not being looked at. If you've got a social security statement in there, an estimate, maybe from like when Clinton was in office. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. Because they, they don't even send those out anymore, do they? Those little green papers that they used to send. They used to get yeah. those like, what, annually, I think, but I think they've stopped. Yeah, it's really interesting. My wife just got one recently. Oh, and, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, just out of the blue. It was very helpful, actually, because we did not realize where she was relative to earnings, benefits, and what she could qualify for. And it uh, actually made a little bit of a change in the way we were going to go at some oh, things. So yeah, very interesting. you definitely need to get those things. Now, like I say, it was just out of the blue that that came. It's not been coming regularly. You, uh, I've, I've actually signed up online at socialsecurity.gov. And uh, you go through a little process to identify yourself and you have access to it. And you can look at it anytime you want to. Now, 
not something that's going to trip your trigger to look at all the time. But sure. it certainly is something you do need to look at because it can uh, change dramatically what your retirement situation might be going forward and how you might utilize it. Well, and having that conversation with your financial advisor and kind of knowing some of those numbers is going to help because you know, like it or not, you know, our social security draw is going to be a big portion to a lot of people's financial plans, retirement plans. So, you know, having a little fun there talking about, you know, the Clinton administration, it might be that old, but it could be. And so to your point, you know, with your own wife finding out that the numbers were different than what you thought, it's certainly something good to have a conversation around and clean up that financial junk drawer. And that's what we're talking about here on the podcast with Mike Flanders. And Mark, let me add one more thing to the uh, Social Security discussion we were just having. You know, we were talking about back in the Clinton administration, right. and that was a few years back. But <laughs> just a this few. has happened in a lot of administrations where okay. the way the Social Security benefit is calculated is changed or what portion of your Social Security is or is not included in taxable income when you're paying your income taxes each year. You know, for instance, I, I run into people all the time that have no idea that Social Security benefits are based on your highest 35 years of earnings. So if you're still working and you get to age 70 and you continue to work, your benefit calculation doesn't change in terms of that increasing benefit that occurs if you work past your full retirement age at either 65, 66, or 67, or somewhere in between there. But you actually can increase the dollar amount of your benefit if you happen to earn more than one of your lower 35 years. You'll kick out that lower year and you'll replace it with a higher earnings year and that can increase that dollar amount of, of benefit. Well, great information. Absolutely. No, I had, hadn't thought about that either. So really good topics here thus far on our uh, podcast. This is actually kind of our inaugural launch, if you will. Episode yes. one. Yeah. So uh, really good stuff here. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, let's go ahead and uh, transition out of here. And we'll let folks know if you want to continue on the conversation, tune in the next time. We're going to do uh, our next podcast, episode two. We're going to continue on with this topic of the six things that could be just wasting away in your financial junk drawer. We all have those. So we're going to uh, continue continue that on the next time. So we hope that you tune back in with us. And of course, if you'd like to talk with Mike, if you do have some things wasting away in the junk drawer and you need a little bit of help, you need to have a conversation about it. Give him a jingle at 336-668-4338. That's 336-668-4338. Or share with someone that you know might benefit from that help and that conversation as well. Find him online at spcinvesting.com. That is spcinvesting.com. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes to the podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, various things, and share with friends and family as well. Mike, thanks for your time on the podcast. I look forward to our our topic next week where we continue this on. Thanks, Mark. It's been great. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Strategic Planning Podcast with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.